BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. On Tuesday, Governor Gavin Newsom made a huge announcement about the COVID-19 pandemic. He said that California's economy will reopen by June 15th. It's a sign of hope for a lot of people. But for that to happen, things have to go right over the next two months. It is a race between the variants and the vaccine. Can we get enough people vaccinated ahead of variants spreading, you know, faster than the variants can spread in the community? Today, what it's going to take to reopen California by mid-June. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. So on Tuesday, Governor Newsom came to San Francisco to make this announcement. April Domboski is a health correspondent for KQED. And he went to the campus of City College in San Francisco, where they've set up a vaccine clinic. Thank you, Madam Mayor, very much for the introduction, and thank you for your leadership. Uh, Dr. Colfax, let me just acknowledge that you guys are... Really big news. I mean, this is kind of a moment a lot of us have been waiting for for almost a year. Governor Newsom has basically announced the date when California will reopen. We can confidently say by June 15th, 
that we can start to open up as business as usual. Subject to ongoing mask wearing and ongoing vigilance. Restaurants, concert halls, I don't even remember like, what we used to do. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, what did I used to do? <laughs> um, he's basically saying, you know, we can go back to normal life at normal capacity as of June 15th. Governor Newsom's announcement came with two caveats, and they are big caveats. Uh, you know, in order for this plan to move forward, Our vaccination rates have to continue to be high, and our hospitalization rates have to continue to stay low and stable. Okay, so let's talk about both those caveats. Where are we on on those fronts right now, starting with vaccines? So California's rollout of the vaccine early on was pretty slow and uh, pretty inequitable. Mm -hmm. California is doing really well right now. We've now administered 20 million vaccines so far. That's 7 million more vaccines than any other state. If California were a nation, we would be sixth in the world for the number of vaccines that we've given out. We're ahead of France and Germany. So we have really picked up the pace in California. That's due in part to, you know, a more stable supply. But it's also because, you know, our infrastructure has been coming into place. Let's talk about the second really big caveat for the state to reopen by June 15th, and that's hospitalization rates for COVID. I know back in the winter, there seemed to be a chance that we'd actually run out of beds. So where Mm -hmm. do things stand now? Yeah. I mean, in the winter, we were running out of beds. Make no mistake, you know, more people died than possibly would have because of how overwhelmed the hospital system was. Where we are now is nowhere near that. Our metrics are right now closer to where they were in May of last year. So hospital rates have been declining steadily. Our death rates are really low and our, you know, test positivity rates are really low. And so there is a lot of optimism right now in California about how well we are doing. So all these metrics are looking really good in California. And that seems to be where Newsom is kind of basing this decision on. And that's why, again, I will end as I began. It is incumbent upon all of us not to announce mission accomplished, not to put down our guard, but to continue that vigilance that got us where we are today, the lowest case rates, positivity rates, that is, in America. Newsom and, you know, all the officials in California are basically reserving the right to change this plan if anything changes with those metrics. But at the moment... They seem to be feeling really confident that that is going to continue forward into June 15th. We are seeing bright light at the end of the tunnel. And on June 15th, all things being equal, we continue that good work. We'll have moved beyond that blueprint and we'll be opening up this economy at business as usual. So with that, uh, I want to take, we're happy to take any questions. I bet you over the next couple of months, then we're just paying really close attention to those two metrics. This month, the month of April, is an incredibly critical month uh, in terms of how well we're going to be doing. Let's actually say that the vaccine supply continues to be good and hospitalizations stay low. 
and then California does reopen starting June 15th. Um, what does that actually mean? Like, I know, I know that not all the precautions are going away. So what things would change and then what things would stay the same? So first of all, the color-coded tier system goes away. The state is going to go to a, a state-level you know, decision-making about opening. And all these businesses that have been open and close and open and close, you know, restaurants, bars, nail salons, hair salons, stores, retail stores uh, are, are going to be allowed to reopen at full capacity. Some of the larger venues, so when we talk about concert venues, indoor convention centers, sports arenas, those are also going to be allowed to reopen at full capacity, hmm. but with a with a couple caveats there. So the state wants those venues to be able to test people who are attending those kinds of events and show proof of vaccination. Okay. So, you know, there's still some details to be ironed out about exactly who is responsible for that and whether there's going to be, you know, some kind of enforcement. But there are you know, public health measures that are going to continue. The other really big thing that is going to look really different from our lives from 2019 is that the mask mandate stays in place. So yeah, I wondered about that. All of these activities that, you know, we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing them with our masks on. So we just talked about what reopening would look like if everything goes right and the vaccine supply continues strong and hospitalizations stay low. But what are some of the factors that also play a role in making those two things happen or not? So the really big question mark in front of us right now is the variants. There are several variants that we know are here in California. Some of them are homegrown West Coast variants. Um, some are from Europe, India, South America. And we know that um, some of these variants in particular spread more easily and can make you more sick. And so that is really concerning. For the most part, older people have been vaccinated. That's who we targeted first. And so, you know, that's where we saw most of the morbidity. And so it's, it's great news to know that our our elders are doing better. But as a consequence, what we're now seeing in, in Michigan, for example, is it is reproducing itself among young people who have not been vaccinated yet. And one of the things that is alarming is that we're seeing a spike in hospitalizations among people in their 30s and 40s. It is a race between the variants and the vaccine. Can we get enough people vaccinated ahead of variants spreading you know, faster than the variants can spread in the community. Of course, winning that race assumes nothing goes wrong with the vaccine supply. Just recently, Johnson & Johnson had to throw away 15 million doses of its vaccine because of a manufacturing error. And just days after Newsom made his announcement, California got word from the feds that it's going to get 15 percent less vaccine next week than it expected. So California is really at the mercy of the feds for this all to work out. And the whole plan hinges on there not being too many hiccups like this. There's also just like the possibility that people will feel more relaxed and not follow the mask rules or other restrictions in between now and June 15th, too. Right. Yeah, that is also tied, though, to making this announcement now, how, how is it going to affect people's behavior? Are people going to hear this announcement and think, 
oh, we're good. You know, I don't have to worry right. about this anymore. Right. Or are people going to hear, you know, those other caveats that Newsom mentioned, like we're we're not out of the woods yet. You know, please don't let your guard down. And are people going to take that seriously and say, yeah, we got to be more cautious so that we can get to this finish line? Getting to June 15th really does depend on people continuing to be really careful right now. April, why do you think that this announcement is coming now, about two months away from June 15th? I think there are a lot of reasons. So what the state says is, you know, we want to give businesses plenty of time to plan and prepare. The governor has certainly received a lot of criticism from businesses over the past year Mm -hmm. about, you know, not getting enough notice for all the different changes. So that's one. Um, The other thing is there's a certain math to this in terms of vaccination. So, you know, next week, vaccinations will open to all adults 16 and over. And so if you say, well, it takes two to three weeks to get an appointment, and then there's, you know, three to four weeks in between shots, and then it takes a couple weeks for immunity to kick in, that's about two months. Also, I think it's impossible to ignore that there is a political dimension to this. Gavin Newsom is facing a a potential, if not likely, recall election in the fall. You know, he's been under pressure from from both sides of the aisle about the way that he's handled the pandemic. And um, Republicans in particular have been pushing for things to to reopen. And, you know, talking to our colleagues at KQED who report on politics will tell you absolutely everything Gavin Newsom does right now has some kind of political dimension to it. You know, there there is some level of, at any point, there's a political opportunity to deliver good news to the people of California. You know, politics aside, I, I feel like most people listening just kind of want to know whether this announcement that will reopen by June 15th is a good idea, right? So what are you hearing from health experts about this decision? A lot of reasonable people can disagree about whether this was the right move. I am hearing, uh, you know, from from well-respected infectious disease experts across the spectrum, this is a great idea and this is a bad idea to be giving this much notice. Yeah, I really had two impressions. The first was, that's great that he thinks things will be that good then. And my second was, he doesn't have enough data to pick that date. I talked to John Swartzberg. He's an infectious disease expert at UC Berkeley, and he's on the side of this being a bad idea. You know, the kind of modeling that we've been using throughout the pandemic really kind of looks out about four to six weeks. And beyond that, there's just too many assumptions that are made in the modeling. If Newsom had called me and said, what would, what should I do? I really want to open on June 15th. I would say, I think you can make very good arguments for this, but I would suggest you're announcing this after the first week of May. We are nowhere near out of the woods yet. You know, these things are happening in other parts of the country, and we don't have assurances that that is not going to make it to California before we have sufficiently vaccinated our population. And it's not just Michigan, but Minnesota and uh, New York, New Jersey, Florida. It could happen here. There's nothing that's sacrosanct about California that's going to prevent the same thing from happening here. At least nothing that we understand that will prevent it. 
On the other hand, you know, an infectious disease expert from UCSF, George Rutherford, thinks this is a good idea. I think it's about right. I think that the way they're putting it together with a reliance on hospitalizations as a hard metric, which is pretty straightforward to count, um, I think that that makes sense. People are so fatigued by the pandemic that letting people know now that the end is in sight is a great way to motivate people to continue taking precautions to wear their mask. Because otherwise, if, if they don't see the end, then, you know, maybe they, they'll let their guard down in those circumstances because they're just so tired. I mean, I think one of the good points here that the governor has emphasized is to try and give people an idea where the finish line is. So whatever happens on June 15th or by June 15th, I think people all along have been making their own decisions about what feels safe to them. And I'm like when I heard this news about June 15th, I I definitely had ideas in my mind about what I would and would not feel comfortable doing. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to ask you as a health reporter, like, how are you thinking about that? I'm a health reporter. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an infectious disease specialist. But just based on, you know, watching how the data has gone back and forth and watching how the experts have continued to learn new things, I personally wouldn't go to a restaurant indoors anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't either, to be honest. It's it's still so hard to imagine going back to a restaurant and, and seeing it in full capacity and, and, and especially like those crowded restaurants, you know, smaller restaurants where it's you can't help but to be around some somebody else. You know, there people are going to continue to make more conservative decisions about their behavior compared to what the state says is okay. One of the biggest things that we learned about in the pandemic is that it's not just about you. It's about protecting the community. Another thing April says people should think about are kids younger than 16 who won't be eligible for the vaccine when the state opens up eligibility to most Californians next week. That leaves many young people unprotected as the state slowly reopens, which means there are still going to be families making tough decisions about safety. April Domboski is a health correspondent for KQED. This episode was edited and mixed by Alan Montecilio and Eric Cruz Guevara, or ECG. Issa Mendoza writes our newsletter. KQED's podcast team is Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, Erica Aguilar, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Tali Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Talk to you next time. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 